from New York City, the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production present Live from America Podcast. We will make America great again. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? Live from America Podcast. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We can't be the stupid country anymore. Live from America Podcast. I believe we can keep the promise of our founding. The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or young or old or rich or poor, able, disabled, gay or straight. You can make it here in America if you're willing to try. It's just words, folks. It's just words. This is Live from America Podcast with Noam Dorman and Haddam Gab. Hey, welcome to the Comedy Cellar Live from America Podcast. Noam Dorman is here, my best friend and me. Uh, Karen Margolis, comedian, she's back finally after a long time. Welcome back. Hi. And producer, journalist, Stephen Calabria. Hola. Hola. I don't know. <laughs> and our guest of honor, uh, the return of uh, Mr. Bassam Rafai. Uh, he's an advisor for the Syrian American Council, and he was a foreign policy advisor also for the Hillary Clinton campaign. He's a uh, regular on Fox News, CNN, MS, uh, NBC, and of course, Al Jazeera. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks for having me. And your, your grand grand grandfather is the first president of Syria, right? Yeah. 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 Ellie guys- Cohen? <laughs> <laughs> that was the name. Uh, Ellie Cohen was the name. And he knew about it and he didn't tell us until we started recording. So, um, uh, yeah, so uh, let's talk about uh, two days ago uh, the killing of uh, Abu Bakr al Baghdadi. See how I say it perfectly? How do you, you say guys it? Fun- you guys make fun of me when I make American names. See how perfectly I say it? Abu Bakr. Baghdadi. Abu Bakr Baghdadi. 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 Yeah. So who? Baghdadi. Baghdadi. So, so, but some knows a lot. So I'm not going to push you to say what you, uh, tell us what you can say in the radio. Sure. So, uh, I'll start off with saying that people in Syria are really, really happy about this. Mm -hmm. Um, All of them? Uh, yeah, a lot. Are they dancing on the rooftops <laughs> in Jersey City? <laughs> they're dancing on the rooftops. Maybe not in Jersey City, but they're dancing on rooftops. Uh, so, I mean, Baghdadi was, was a terror. He was a terror to the West, but he was also mostly a terror to people in Syria. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he killed people for uh, ridiculous reasons. There's, uh, there's a very interesting story about him uh, where uh, back when he was in prison in 2003 in, uh, in Iraq, mm-hmm. captured by the U.S., uh, he had um, developed this, this uh, way of cutting off people's fingers for when they would smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, and that became actually a identifier for him for, uh, uh, you know, in various ISIS territories um, when he found out that people were smoking cigarettes that he'd cut off their fingers. Uh, so there were some crazy, crazy things. The, the, the two fingers that they would hold the cigarette butt with. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he kind of developed himself into a cult leader. So he, he, did he created ISIS? Or he's just the, one of the leaders? No, actually, he's not the one who created ISIS. ISIS began as the Islamic State of Iraq. Yeah. Um, and his predecessor, when he was killed, and this is, this is why it's, uh, his killing is actually so important. Wait, I'm uh, sorry to interrupt you, but we know the answer. Obama created ISIS. That's what uh, Trump said. Well, well, but go uh, ahead. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> well... So, so uh, no? <laughs> his, his predecessor, uh, when he was killed, uh, Baghdadi took over. There were about 700 soldiers at the time when he took over. Um, and then he grew it to about 40,000 soldiers. He was a uh, good businessman. So, yeah, he actually uh, grew, grew his cult uh, quite a bit. So that's why his killing is really, really important, right? Because but correct me if I'm wrong. The reason he got from 700 to 40,000 was because America took off the troops in 2011. That's why he was free. Before that, that was a big mistake from our side. Our side being Americans, FYI. Yeah, uh, you're you're actually exactly correct about that. So in see that norm. Well, in 2011, we we failed when we preemptively took out our our troops. Right. So 
maybe we shouldn't have been there to begin with. Yeah. But we were there and leaving the way that we left was a big mistake. Right. And, and we also projected it. So we, we gave out a date that we were going to be leaving. And at that time, the Islamic state of, of Iraq yeah. and various other uh, terrorist organizations were primed and were ready and were waiting for us to, to leave so that they can flourish. So in and a way, Norm is right. Obama did create ISIS. Well, that was the <laughs> argument. I mean, obviously, he didn't create ISIS. I, I, know, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I mean, he, he blew it. He made a big mistake. Yeah. We've, all, we've all agreed on that for years already. But, but the important thing is also that ISIS flourished in Syria where there was chaos, right? And they were able to operate freely and they were able to make money and, and operate really as a state, as, a, as an independent state, because they were taking taxes, they were providing services to people, garbage and whatnot, um, you know, garbage collection and-, and uh, ISIS were? Yeah, that's what ISIS was doing. That's how ISIS made their money. Okay. So, you know, they were able to operate in this space because they had this sort of um, unspoken agreement with the Russians and with Assad, right? So we go back to, I said it, I said it earlier to, to you, um, and ISIS was really just a symptom of this, of, of the war in Syria. The, the real problem was Assad. Assad created this mayhem. Assad created this chaos. Assad... Uh, gave them the space to flourish. Yeah. And they and they still have that space to flourish. Okay. So tell us about the killing of 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 him. You can share whatever information you can. Sure. So So a lot of people are taking credit for it. Who did it? Uh, so uh we did, the United States. We we killed Not him. Russia, not Kurd. No, not Russia. Uh I know that Russia put out their uh some sort of press release about the killing of uh of Baghdadi and it's it's all false it's a straight lie um <clears throat> we killed them uh there were eight eight uh helicopters delta forces um we uh, pretty much blew a hole into the side of the building um and we went into the the compound and chased them down a tunnel uh there was a series of tunnels underneath underneath the the building that they knew were there uh yeah um, and yeah, we chased, we chased him down. Um, he was at a dead end. Um, he had a suicide vest and that was, that was actually quite normal for, uh, people from ISIS, uh, men, women, uh, everybody wore a suicide vest who was around. Got mine right here. <laughs> Did the crying and whimpering give him away? I I I don't, I don't <laughs> he, know. He wasn't crying came. and whimpering. So right? so I, I have like I Trump, have a theory a about Trump that. There was a prayer I, that you say before you die. I think that's what he was doing. I don't think I, I don't think, think he was crying. So he took three kids out of and left eleven. So 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 parents do have favorites. So he did take three kids, but I want to I want to address that for a quick second because that ad lib is actually a little bit dangerous. My ad lib? No, not your ad lib. Trump's president. Yeah, saying that he was crying and whimpering. Uh, because that provides um, some some fuel to the fire, right? So right now, uh, ISIS fighters, his followers, they're sitting there waiting for what's to happen next. And yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter right now about potential candidates to fill Baghdadi's role. Twenty twenty, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there. They're waiting, and they're 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 trying to say that you know it's fake. He's not dead. Um, we've heard this before, which is true. They did hear that. They've heard that times. many yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've heard it many, many times. Um, but uh, this time is true. Um, there was no previous time that was that was verified, um, and that everybody was saying that he's dead. Uh, this is the first time that's that's happened. Um, so how did how did the crying and whimpering damage? I mean, what's dangerous about that? So it's dangerous about that is is um, his his followers are sitting there waiting waiting to hear back. But what he's done right is he's created this cult following. So you you if you there there were about forty uh, forty different countries that were attacked by ISIS. Uh, if you listen to each each one each one of those attacks, there was a video, there was a recording of the person who attacked. And they, each time they claim they sat there and they pledged their allegiance yeah. but to he, but he not, was, not 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 Islam that, yeah, that he him. claimed to propagate, not to ISIS, but 
to him but personally. i think that's that's a good thing because now he's gone because it was all about him but now they can play it on like a loop in propaganda like the north koreans do right and like fuel the fire of the people who miss him and and look the americans lied about that right there that's it's gonna say it's gonna uh, remove credibility for the those followers and say look the americans lied he didn't he didn't right. he wasn't whimpering he wasn't crying so he's not dead and most of his followers haven't actually ever seen his face. He can go on without, you know, without him <laughs> actually being sick. alive. And oh. that's a really dangerous thing. Because <clears throat> ISIS is not dead. There's still 14,000 So you didn't like the way Trump uh, addressed it he, versus Obama bin Laden. Did you guys see that video? Anybody? Mm -hmm. No? Jimmy Kimmel? It was so funny. Yeah, it was like a mashup, right? Yeah. Well, I remember you know, after Bin Laden was killed, Obama said, we're not going to release the photographs because we don't spike the ball. Yeah. And that's exactly what Trump did. Right. But but he was criticized at the time for that. And I, and I heard a lot of, you know, not uh, credible people saying that, that it was important to humiliate these people in the eyes of their followers that that in that in, in that mentality that went a long way and that it actually would have been good for obama to show them and it was good, it's good to show saddam hussein being pulled out of this spider hole i i can't have an opinion on it this whole mentality is so foreign well the one to all of us i probably mm -hmm. um but i have heard that from people who who claim to understand the mind of these kind of followers that if he actually were like if there was video of him crying and whimpering sure that would release, be a good thing the to shit show. out of that yeah, yeah right yeah because that that i no, i i agree with you on that yeah. um okay so the war in syria begins and it begins by children you know drawing graffiti on the wall about anti-assad anti-what anti-anti-assad uh words Asa, As Asa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. um so what does assad do he takes these children and tortures them and kills them and mutilates their bodies and separates them into pieces and then returns their bodies back to their families that way, right? So that's actually the same thing that you're talking about doing. And, and, and while that was an awful, awful, awful thing to do, that sent a very, very strong message to the people. And that's what Asad constantly did throughout his, throughout his reign, him and his father they constantly kept people in fear. And so if we're talking about doing the same thing to, you know, uh, Baghdadi's followers, you're talking about trying to humiliate them. You're, ta you're talking about trying to make sure that they know that they will be hunted and they will be captured. So the past few weeks have been great for Assad, right? Yeah. Uh, the pulling out of American troops, which led the Kurds to align with the Assad regime then the death of al-Baghdadi. So what is the situation now, uh, big picture, for Assad? So I just want to make a quick distinction there. Um, when we say Kurds, there's a, there is a distinction. There's the Kurdish people, right? And there's also the YPG and PKK. The YPG and PKK don't necessarily represent Kurdish people. Um, the PKK, by our own standards, is a terrorist org organization. Right, um, and they—I mean, they've—they've they've carried out suicide attacks in Turkey. Uh, so, I think that calling them uh, a partner or putting them at the same level as Turkey is kind of dangerous, considering that Turkey is a NATO ally. We might not always agree, but they are still a NATO ally. They are Which still. They shouldn't. They what be a NATO ally? I don't—I don't think they should be. Why is that? Uh, it's just. It's not me. You don't <laughs> think they should be in NATO? No. I don't think so either. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know enough strategically to know what I'm saying. Like we, we may <laughs> it may actually be it may actually be quite necessary that they're in NATO. But I'm saying that I don't I don't believe that that government can be trusted with our they secrets. They don't not only that, they don't have the same values, you know. I don't care about that. I'm saying that that if we if if we have secrets that need to be kept, I believe there's a pipeline from Turkey to our enemies. That, 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 I would worry about that, but, but you know. Well, being a NATO ally doesn't mean that, we, that they need to keep our secrets. It just means that we protect them, they protect us as well. 
That's really all that all that comes down to. Is didn't, that, didn't they not agree to let us do some use their spare seat one time in the the first Iraq war? The first or Iraq war, yeah. Sure. I mean, that was 28 years ago, bro. <laughs> I still remember. Yeah. So what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway. So uh, what I'm saying is I don't, I don't think it's, it's fair to put a NATO ally and a, um, a, a key trading partner at the same level as, um, uh, you know, like Muslim, for example, General Muslim. I don't know if you all have heard about General Muslim, no. that uh, President Trump had tweeted about him. Uh, he's the... Uh, the general that is, yeah, he's not even a real general. He's just called general. Uh, he's the head of the, the YPG, um, which Turkey considers a terrorist. They have him as, as one of the top people, one of the top terrorists to be arrested. And, you know, we're kind of, we're praising him and saying, you know, welcoming him. That, that is kind of putting our partner at a difficult position. Can I, can I ask you guys a a a, a, uh, a f- in inopportune inopportunist imp- question? Inopportune, not inopportune. Can't think of the word. But can I ask you a, a question that might offend you? <laughs> 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 um, but I'm I'm really thinking about this, and I and I want to I want to ask you. Sure. How do you, as Arabic people, what is going through your mind? How do you process these stories of brutality cutting fingers off torturing children as as I'm, I'm trying to imagine how i would feel like if i heard these stories like if i hear a little bit of an atrocity going on in israel i know i i, I like yeah. i i'm just livid you know yeah how do you how i don't know how do you live with it like what 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 how do you excuse it do you blame the west do you I don't what, what you, mu- you must you must think about it. <laughs> Arabic yeah. people. Yeah. Is, is that an okay question to ask? So, I, I, I to be very clear, no way am I putting it on you or anything no, like no, that. I'm I just know. saying like it's got to be emotionally. It's so you're saying it's that beca- because it happens in the Middle East. Why is the culture okay with it? Correct? No, I'm saying how do you like? How does it make you feel? Like what do you? What goes through your mind when you hear these stories of so many Arabic nations? being involved with such barbarism for like, you know, and, you know, like, all right, the Jews deserve it. Okay, fair enough. But they're doing uh, it to, right. But I'm saying, <laughs> but when you remove that yeah. conflict from it and it's just like Arab on Arab. Yeah. And it's, and it's a, it's, it's a big story in that part of the world and it's, and it's constant, you know, um, how do you process all that? What, what's the reason? How do you explain it? How do you, how, how do you see, what's the light at the end of the tunnel? How will it end? Yeah. Do you want to go? Hadim, let me ask you a question. Oh, I'm answering two at the same time. Go ahead. <laughs> so he asked how, um, you know, how you process it, why it's okay in, in our culture. Yeah. Do you think that it's okay in I our didn't culture? Say, I didn't say it's okay. I don't think it's okay. Because I, I don't believe it's okay. I, I don't yeah, believe, right. I know, I don't, I don't be very clear. I don't believe it's yeah. okay either. I, know, I mean, I know tons of Arab people. That, I never met anybody who thought that was okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and but it's a big feature of what goes on in the Middle East. And yeah, I, but here, here's the thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, it's okay. You're okay. It happens in the Middle East because this this part of the world is always is the battleground of everybody. You know, like like in a World War II when there was like minefield, right? The British had the Indians walk through the minefield to kill themselves. I mean, that's barbaric, right? Yes. So the lives of the people in that region because there's so much in war is that's the problem it's not how people feel it's not that people are okay with it it's just like it's just like so much they, they, they've been in war for so long and losing so many people that it, it of course it, it hurts and it, it does mean something but it's not we're not in a level right now where we're still uh, like here like um like really respect the human life as much. Everybody's right. sad about it, but they're not doing right. it. Right. So do you attribute that? Do you blame imperialism for that? Do you blame I blame the whole world Arabic because culture? they what, what has you, nothing to do with the Arabic culture. It's okay. very forgiven actually. It has the the whole world is making this area battleground for thousands of thousands of years. So you blame that's the, the West. Yeah. That's the problem, in my opinion. Remember, everybody in my I know it would be my fault, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, Bin Laden was created by us, you know, uh, to to fight the Russians, you know, 
uh, Zarqawi was American prisoner. He actually, I don't know, maybe you can correct me on that, but he got, uh, you know, he started being crazy when he was captured by American forces, correct? So uh, same with Baghdadi, for example. Yeah. Uh, 2003, he became radicalized in, in a U.S. prison when he was actually uh, imprisoned by accident, really. Um, he was just... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he didn't start cutting off uh, people's... Uh, Fingers right away. Something had to happen. <laughs> he didn't you start with small yeah. animals so in high was, school. No, you had to see the Empire Strikes Back, and then you will understand. He, he was he was innocent <laughs> in prison. I I wouldn't I wouldn't call him innocent uh, he in, in any way. He was no, he wasn't he, innocent, but he wasn't the target. They went to capture his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law was his brother-in-law was fighting against Americans. He was carrying a, uh, you know weapons against the Americans. Was uh, you know carrying out violence against the U.S. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, but at that point, Baghdadi was not. Baghdadi was just in the room at that moment. Um, but he was uh, philosophically supportive of it. So I wouldn't call him innocent. And, uh, but, but he was tortured and stuff. So, I mean, he yeah. wasn't, you know. But, you know, the funny part about it, I, I read this story and they said, like, in the camps, uh, he will take the, uh, they have tents and they will take from the air-conditioned uh, the blades, and that's how he cut people's fingers. Yeah, and it's like, why would you have air conditions in a camp in Syria? Like, is this like, like this is crazy? Iraq, like, but in Iraq, I mean, yeah. But I mean, it, I mean, it's hot, man. It's no, I know, really, but it's, really a pris- it's prison, right? Yeah, but there, but there's guards. Yeah, and yeah. people will <laughs> die from heat exhaustion. We can't. I mean, there's some people here who don't have air conditions, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so you know, so so back to back to Tim. The story. Did his wife really give him up? Yeah, so uh, so he he kind of disappeared for a few years. Uh, can I say, Karen? Yeah, you're a woman. How sure. do you process? <laughs> sure. <laughs> how does that make you feel yes. when Agreed. a woman <laughs> turns in her husband? Go, go, go. <laughs> well, I think he really fucked up. <laughs> he must have really done something to her. Maybe um, he raped one too many. She's yeah. a woman has her limits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to have boundaries in any relationship. I mean, that's me too in another level, yeah. right? Yeah, go ahead. He was. Is that a, so that's not a serious question. Okay, okay. Because okay. <laughs> as a woman, it feels weird. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, so we didn't hear anything about him, or you know, any any chatter about where he might be was uh, it was all proven to be wrong uh, for a number of years. But then um, in 2019, uh, the summer was when we captured, it was his wife and his courier. His, it was his main courier. How he didn't watch Zero Dark Thirty and knows carriers are dangerous. <laughs> like, everybody knows that. I don't take anything for Norm anymore. I'm, I used to be his carrier. <laughs> Make the Arab the courier. Damn. Well, that's what he does. <laughs> How long had he been living there? Um, so he had been moving around quite freely, actually. Because, um, yeah, I would think that if you don't want to get caught, you keep moving. Yeah, and yeah, he was he was a mo- he was moving around um, from place to place. But I, I again, you know, the intelligence on that is kind of unknown. Uh, otherwise, we would have captured him sooner. So I, I can't really answer uh, that well enough for you. But uh, in the summertime, uh, we captured one of his wives and uh, his courier. His again, his main courier. So he had very good intel on where he might be. Um, and he gave, uh, he, both him and, 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 uh, Baghdadi's wife gave us the intelligence of the general area of where he was, yeah. uh, and with, uh, partners on the ground, uh, Syrians who don't want Baghdadi there, don't want ISIS, uh, actually helped us pinpoint, gave us more intelligence in point, pinpointing the actual location of where Baghdadi was. Uh, and that's again, a good UPS commercial in the Middle East. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't yeah. use carriers anymore. <laughs> so, do we do we give Trump credit any credit for any of this? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> don't, be, don't be afraid to say no. You know, I don't. Care. You know, it's funny they they pulled out a uh, a tweet from Trump when Obama uh, did the Bin Laden thing, and he said, "Don't give credit to to Obama. Give it to the Navy Seal." 
he deserved nothing. He did nothing. They just they just keep playing for him. But yeah, I think I think uh, I think we should give him. What is with this new thing with presidents coming out and giving this big speech whenever they've murdered someone? Listen, in all fairness, bin Laden and Baghdadi, both of them were pretty big fish. Yeah, they yeah. were they weren't just, you know, some guy. They were a big I don't know. It feels like every president gets one now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Bin Laden was was very big, you know, bigger than because Baghdad didn't really attack the U.S. Did he? Yes. Only yes. Europe. I no, mean, yeah. Foley oh, Pulse nightclub. Okay. So, Wait, was, but was that on his orders, or was that somebody who was inspired by ISIS? Doesn't matter. He pledged allegiance to Baghdadi. In in the nine one one call, he says, "I pledge I pledge my allegiance." Okay. To Abu Bakr I, be, I mean, in court though, if that was to happen, like you know, I pledge allegiance to Trump, and then I shoot up a movie theater, that can't be laid at Trump's feet, can it? I think you're right, but the uh, but the point is that his his he was encouraging people all over the world. Okay, to, fair to, enough. To, to do that, I'm not sticking that. up for Baghdad. You are. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And so I like he, it. He didn't kill. He didn't kill any other Americans. The, ISIS didn't kill any other Americans over overseas or anything. The Americans he beheaded. Oh, oh, there was, oh. was that uh, the Daniel he's Pearl? the one who was started ISIS, the beheading. That, yeah, no, I'm sorry, say it again. Is that, who was the, Daniel Pearl? Was that the, the Wall Street Journal guy who beheaded him? Was that was that was that was uh, Al Qaeda, right? Oh, any of the beheadings were, were ISIS. By yeah, ISIS. yeah. yeah. Al Qaeda never. That's their style. Uh, Al Qaeda is like more like so, Foley, so, Satlaf. Yeah. Yeah. So when when Obama when when he got Bin Laden, I thought at the time that well, good for him. He gave the order when that I, dummy Joe Biden said no. But I I give Bin Laden's credit to Bush because Bush was the one. This is the reason. Bush was the one that sent troops the very next day and made sure that Bin Laden stuck in that area. Because if he had waited. And Obama actually said it started from Bush too. But uh, uh, if he had, if Bush had waited a few days, he would escape to India or maybe Saudi Arabia, even or whatever. Right. But you know? so so and but yeah, it it seems that the president gives the uh, sets the agenda, and then the credit, most of the credit is by the people who figured out how to do it. And the truth is, there was a lot of uh, was whatever the opposite of credit is. Because it took them like ten years to, to find this guy. That, that wasn't like a a profile in like a, a well oiled machine. I mean, they they were floundering yeah. around. They try, try, finally found him. Same thing with uh, Baghdadi. So, but isn't it funny that both were captured exactly? I think eleven months before the election, both of them. So, um, sure. And so I think Trump, obviously, if it if it had screwed up, like with Jimmy Carter screwed up, they blame the president. But like a lot of things, like the economy. Uh, you know, yeah. these presidents try to take credit or 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 to give them the blame is not that fair. Yeah, yeah was Carter really was it well, really Jimmy uh, Carter's fault that the that the helicopters crashed in the in the Iranian desert? No, no, but there are certain missions where it comes down to the president's call as to whether to go through with it or not. Or yeah, to pull yeah, the Betray Betrayus gave Obama a lot of credit for going through with the it. The Somali pirates thing that was they credit that with being the first time Obama was tested during his presidency, and he said if the captain is in danger, pull the trigger, and it turned out perfectly. So I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he made he gave the, he gave the order, right? But he just gave the order. Yeah, but the buck always stops with the president, right? Like, isn't it a slippery slope to say that it ever doesn't? Yeah, like the, right. The, the bad stuff all comes down to the president, and so does the good stuff. Right. That's, that's what happens when you're the president. The black talk down that thing, that, that, uh, that was also on the president's orders, and he, you know, he caught a lot of shit for that. I, I, need, I need the details. I, I will give the president credit if you could show me exactly what he did, which was credit worthy. Well, Trump uh, went it, over there single-handedly. Here's the, here's the thing, though, is... All right, so yes, we killed we killed Baghdadi, but let's also kind of take some put something into perspective. We had to kill Baghdadi at that moment. We started to know about his whereabouts back in July, right? And we only did it now because our intelligence community felt like they had to do it now because of this sudden pullout of troops out of Syria. That was unexpected. Our Pentagon was not aware about that. Our, our intelligence community was not informed about any of this. This was a split decision that, you know, uh, was ill-informed and, you know, we had to, we had to pull the trigger at this moment. This fucking Bethany. Trump gets so lucky, right? It was uh. a totally dumb, dumb, uh, arrogant decision to pull out and ends up 
killing Baghdadi. And but, it was the Kurds, partially, who provided a lot of the intelligence for Baghdadi, right? Uh, so, sure, the, uh, the Kurdish community, but again, that distinction there, the Kurdish community and the, and the Syrian community on the ground. It wasn't the the YPG, the SDF, the PKK. They did not provide us with. What about the underwear story? Is that a true story? What the underwear, the story? underwear story. Yeah, that they stole his underwear to confirm his DNA. Um, it was in New York Times today. I yeah, sure it's true. Yeah. I I know that there was DNA taken yeah. to confirm it. I don't know if it was off of his underwear or not. No, so, if it was yeah. his underwear, would that be in the Smithsonian someday, <laughs> or is that like? <laughs> Yeah, no. Did you see the spy? Yeah, with, uh, with uh, I was just talking about with it. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Did yeah. you see it? I did. How did that make you feel? <laughs> and he is Syrian. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of laughed at how uh, dumb that you know they were. Um, but it's you're. I mean, we're talking about the Baathist regime. Like they're a bunch of assholes. They're a bunch of idiots. They really are a bunch yeah. of idiots. Um, I never met a Bathurst I liked, but I I <laughs> I, uh, I thought I thought the show was pretty bad. I I didn't find it very good. My my only issue was it it made it it made just generally Syrians look like idiots. Yes. Um. But if you look, for example, in the United States, uh, so many so many doctors in the United States are they're Syrian doctors. Assad is an ophthalmologist, isn't he? He doesn't I'm not, actually, no, he's not an ophthalmologist. Optometrist? No, he's not a doctor of any kind. Yes. He's a dentist? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's a shrink. Like he's an eye doctor. No, he's not. He never completed his schooling. Oh. Well, when you're yeah. president, you don't need to complete school. I mean, if you're well, smart enough to get into med school, it's like whatever. I, it, I didn't think Sasha Baron Cohen was very good. No, he was not. I don't think he was good. I don't think the director, <laughs> he was Israeli. He wasn't that good. Either. Was an Israeli director? Yeah. Then he was a really was, was Producer and director, he was not good. The story itself is tailor made for Hollywood. I mean, it's a great story. And Amazing. Just, but, yeah. he, but again, I was just talking to them a bit before. The best part about that story that I know and I liked, I loved that story, was because that the guy really was struggling in Israel from being, the being racist against him. And he really loved being Arabic and being Syrian. He really liked it. And that's why he rose in the power. Because he really loved that personality. And every time he goes in Israel, because oh, of that time shock. He's going to Syria getting pussy right and left. Mm-hmm. He got to go he home to his, his <laughs> nagging wife. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a fucking harem. He's, he's going to be the deputy defense uh, minister. Foda, the he's, other Israeli he, he shows. That one I like. goes back to Israel as a cashier at a department store register. Oh yeah, <laughs> the show the show Foda in, in in Netflix that was a good show. I didn't I didn't see that. It's an Israeli show as well. It's very good because it covers both sides fairly. Fauda. The show that was really good was uh, Chernobyl. Oh, I Chernobyl. Seen it. Did you see that? Chernobyl is great. Yeah, that that, that is how it's done. Oh, really? That was a great. I mean, that Let was me guess. Israeli win at the end. <laughs> That's why you like it, no, but I but I assume it was directed by Jews. No, it was it was. It, I mean, that was truly a remarkable. Is it Netflix now? It was HBO, wasn't it? I don't I don't remember. Is it Netflix? It was on uh, HBO, I think. HBO. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's it. really, unbelievable. Really Did Israel do anything with the, with the capture or the killing of Baghdadi? Israel had anything to do intelligence? Because they keep annoy us that we give intelligence, we give intelligence. They probably did. Yeah, uh, let's snitching. Be, let's be real. Like, not, not that I'm aware of. That's a hard yes. Because he was, he was, <laughs> yeah, he, he was very close to Israel. I'm pretty sure that. Well, he's right on the border of Turkey. Yeah, because when we when we spoke to Dr. Basil, uh, he said that Israel was with the ref- Syrian refugees were helping a lot, but not saying it because they know that the Arabic world will will you know stop them and they just trying to want to help yeah the, the israelis have actually been a, a, a huge help i mean i let's I, not push it sounds about I, right. I, I won't i won't take a single thing away from them let's not regard. push it I just, um, just, just, on just one compliment and it's good <laughs> enough <laughs> and, and furthermore i mean uh here in here in the united states for example if you look at the holocaust museum in washington dc there's an amazing the dis- what museum the holocaust museum never heard, never heard, heard of it, of it. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, they I actually, went there. There's nothing. Such <laughs> <laughs> an empty building. <laughs> yeah, an empty building. <laughs> they, too they soon, gentlemen. It's too soon. They have an amazing display uh, from Caesar, the uh, war photographer uh, who defected from the Assad regime and took uh, all the photographs of the torture that uh, Assad was doing in his prisons. And it's uh, displayed uh, in the Holocaust Museum right now in Washington D.C. 
It's an it's an amazing amazing display. I would recommend anybody to go see it. The fo- I will say the photos are very graphic and it is a lot to take in. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to Anne Franklin's house. It was it was very moving to me. Did you say Anne Franklin's house? <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> Franklin, not, not Franklin, <laughs> and Franks, Franks, and Frank, and Frank, and Frank. Yeah, Frank, yeah, Frank House. <laughs> what, I used to want to open a hot dog, you know, the Seven Eleven on yeah. uh, on on West Third Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna take it and open up like a like a Frankfurter place and call it Anne's Franks. <laughs> 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 that actually, you was, that's Lucy really good. Would you really? <laughs> Did you really? That, I wanted to. That yeah. would be so funny. <laughs> <Anne's Franks. laughs> I'm stealing that idea. <laughs> it's like she's hitting in the back. I mean, that that was very moving. You know, that museum. So yeah. They did good with stuff like that. Were you, were you stoned? These people? They're... <laughs> These people. I think I was. I'm not. I'm Take not some sure. edibles and go to the Anne Frank Museum. I'm not. I'm not sure. But it was. It was very. Uh, but it was very Jewish set. You know, like like you would go in, you pay, and then you move around. You guys been there all, right? I've never to the Anne Frank Museum yeah? in yeah. Europe. Yeah, in Mm-mm. Amsterdam. In Amsterdam yeah. no, Listen, no. you know, it's it's always no, interesting, no. and and it's and it's amazing how. I think how misunderstood what I'm about to say is, and you guys may, <laughs> you might, you guys might disagree, but as Jews and she's Israeli, yeah. we're not raised to hate Arabs. Mm-mm. You maybe not. No, no, I wasn't. No, almost nobody. We're raised to resent the Arabs mm-hmm. and to think that the Arabs want to kill us, and to think that the Arabs are barbaric, but not to hate the Arabs in the sense that we have some problem with their existence or want to see them suffer or whatever. It's basically right. like if, they that's, would, that's, if they're okay with us, we'd be happy to be okay that's with not, them. That's not true. I tell, I tell you from my experience, there are so many Being good people. Being raised as a little Israeli boy. No, no, there's really mm-hmm. good yeah. people in Israel and they're very understanding and they really truly want peace. Yeah. And there's a lot that's very, very... Uh, Bad and they hating and you can feel how racist no, they are. Thir- I tell I tell you a story when I was the in a hospital. Don't want when I was in a hospital, bad things happen to the Arabs, but they don't want war either. I've never known my family or anybody in my family to want like to want to want uh, uh, terrible things to default to want terror to befall. Do you guys Arabs. discuss that in family dinner? No, no. I mean, Do you guys want terrible things to happen? There, there are the religious right, like the settlers, whatever it is, who don't want to give up that land, and they're, and they're probably the most racist of the. Of the the Israelis, but even they are not animated by a hatred of the Arabs. They're animated by their but their, you can't their crazy belief. There's so many people. Uh, what about the videos? We their see? crazy what belief about? that this land was promised to them by God. But there are people that are trying to kill people, Arab people, and Palestinians, and stuff. I mean, that's just a fact, you know. Uh, very few. I wonder very, very why few. every conversation with Arabs has to go back to Israel. Well, they, they I, just... Every single conversation. Yeah, I know. They just can't leave us alone. I have to, to say that there's <laughs> civilian segments of the Israeli population that are actively, actively trying to murder Palestinians. It's just not true. Yeah. It's that, not... It's, they, that's not reciprocal. What made me think of it is that, that, that people are like, really, the Israelis are helping the Syrian refugees? Like, like a lot of people will be surprised by that. But to but, him, I'm like, yeah, of course they're going to help the no, Syrian but refugees. You need Why to wouldn't give, they? But you need to give credit to the people like us who actually say stuff like that. Yes. But when it's vice versa, it doesn't happen. That's my point. What do you it's mean? like when Arabs help Israeli, and that happened a lot in Morocco, and, and a lot of times when there was, when, when in Egypt, when they were killing the Jews, a lot of Arabs, nobody tell that, those stories that we helped. Fair enough. You should I, tell those stories. Those are, good, those are important stories. Yeah. I, I, I just Hollywood won't buy it. So <laughs> I, I just want to point out that it, it's it's in Israel's interest to be helping Syrian refugees and to be helping the Syrian people because I mean Iran and Assad have said over and over again, especially Iran has said their their goal is to be able to have their land bridge between Tehran and to go to attack Israel and to right. take you know to to take Israel for themselves. That's what their goal is. That's what they want. They will never do that. No, they won't. They won't do that. But that's what Iran wants. They are a bad actor in the area. So, what? What about the Iran deal? You were for it or against it? I was against it. Against it. Why? Because uh, it gave Iran too much leeway. It gave Iran the opportunity to, um, it, well, it funded their operations in Syria. Uh, it funded, uh, you know, mass killings of people in Syria, of civilians in Syria. Um, you know, it, it, it gave them the, the leeway to be able to operate freely in, in the region. Um, and I, I, I'm not okay with that. I, I have a theory, a geopolitical theory, that um, pulling out of the Iran deal will be okay so long as Trump is president because the Iranians uh, worry what Trump might be capable of 
And maybe even more importantly, the Iranians understand that Israel has a green light to do whatever it wants vis-a-vis Iran. But if once a Democratic president takes over, especially Elizabeth Warren type, they're going to see, A, the president as basically a pacifist, and B, Israel is not going to have any, any kind of support from the American president, from Elizabeth Warren, and then Iran might really be testing uh, the limits of, of what, what, they can, what they can accomplish. Okay, so uh, it's, I, can, I can understand your point in uh, saying that an a anti-war if let's an anti-war person, right? So Pre- President Obama was very much against the United States being in wars. That's why he pulled us out in 2011 out of Iraq. It was preemptive. It was premature. And we now find ourselves in the situation that we're in. That's why we find ourselves in the situation that we're in, right? He wasn't willing to go into Syria and fight Assad and we saw the rise of ISIS. We saw the rise of Baghdadi as a result of that, right? So, yes, I can understand your point in an anti-war president taking office and dictators seeing a green light. Uh, anti-war, anti-Israel, as opposed to, I mean, I don't think Trump's pro-war, but he's, Trump's not a, Trump is not suspected of being a pacifist. Let, let's be honest. I, there's no candidate that's anti-Israel. There are candidates that are... Um, wanting to maybe pull back a little bit, but they're not anti-Israel. Correct. I, I, I stand corrected. But when I say anti-Israel, and you're right, I, I didn't phrase it well. I mean someone who is not going to is going to want to restrain Israel from killing a lot of people. Sure, yeah. killing or but, defending itself because that's it's not they're not going to sound from defending themselves. But not the uh, but just just to yeah. finish just to finish the point, you know that not all not all Democratic candidates, not all you know, uh, not Hillary. Not no, not Hillary. Not Hillary. No. Um, Hillary would have been great. She would have been great. Uh, she had a plan as to counter Iran, as to counter Assad, as to bring stability to the region. We talked about this uh, just before just before the show. We don't have any real plan. We don't have any real foreign policy anymore. We, I mean, I said this exactly to you. Pre nine eleven, we had foreign policies. Post 9-11, we have a military policy. We no longer have a true foreign policy. We have combating extremism and counterintelligence. That's, that's our military policy. That's not a, that's not a plan. What would Kissinger do? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, because he's, he's a strategist. You know, he, yeah. I'm sure Who he, do you think will win the election? Like you would with Hillary Clinton campaign a little bit uh, last. Did sure. you meet her? Did I meet her? Yes, of course. Are you, like you were directly with her? Yes. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So if if Biden were to if Biden were to be picked as the candidate, I have a a strong feeling that that President Trump would would have a second term. Um, Ooh. I don't I think. think the same thing. I don't think that that people will fully get behind Biden. Biden. Um, I think that there are other candidates out there. Personally, I support Pete Buttigieg. Um, I support For the top him. or the bottom of the ticket? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good. <laughs> I, I, think, I think he's a great candidate. I, think he's a I like him Hold too. Actually, I would support him also. Did you come up well, with this? Yes, I came up with that. I came up with that genius gay joke. That is really <laughs> Just now really or funny. were you thinking about I've said that? it before. So, uh, <laughs> so well, I can't, he's, uh, I can't give, give credit for it to being so quick. He's, I, uh, I did come up with it that quick the first time I came up with it, but I did, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, he's, there. yeah, I was there. He's uh, he's not polling very well right now, but no. he seems like a real come from behind kind of guy. No, he's having trouble. Uh, you know, That's fine, you I, I, I donated money. I told some gay jokes about him, and I donated money to his campaign because I felt so guilty. <laughs> That's a true story. Um, but I think that he's having trouble. They say he's having trouble winning over the black yeah, community. Yeah, right. So. Is that a very Jewish thing? You feel guilty, so you you felt like you had to donate. You know, it's I'm so, I've been so. I'm so anti PC, right? Mm. But it still, it it still has an insidious effect, and in it. it gets into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And I be, and I made some gay jokes, and I and I began to realize that a lot of people listening are going to interpret it 
it, and I'm like, eh, you know, and, and I feel guilty. Like, what if he heard the joke? I don't want him to think I really care if he's gay. I don't care if he's gay, you know? And I just began to feel guilty. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's a Jewish thing. And then you could point to him and say, like, I donated to you. But, so how but could I, I? But I told you, I was watching Star Trek. The pointing is aggressive. I was watching Star Trek, and Dr. McCoy says to Mr. Spock, you Spock, you green-blooded son of a bitch. And I'm like, oh, take it easy, Dr. McCoy. <laughs> 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 like who talks that way? <laughs> so, so like, I really had that reaction. Like who? You're going to talk about somebody's green blooded blood? That's so, not so appropriate. Who do you think will win the Democratic ticket? <laughs> I, honestly, I I don't know. Um, I think get, who, I think I think Biden is the for, is the front runner. It's Biden um, or Warren. There ain't nobody else. I don't think Warren will will get it. Um, I think that yeah. I, can you tell us more it's, about Hillary? It's going to sound, it's gonna sound Go very, very sexist, uh, but I think that people may, might feel a little jaded from the previous election, mm-hmm. um, and they might not see that a woman could beat President Trump. I um, don't think anybody cares about her sex. Uh, and she's not really a woman. Not, 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 not really a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Did I say that one last? <laughs> oh, Let's nice. ask the woman if she's a woman. I'll, I'll, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll donate you know some money. Yeah, you better donate money. I'll donate yeah. some money. So tell us more about Hillary Clinton. How, 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 much, how much time did you, how, how many hours would you say you was directly speaking with her? If you can say. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe a couple hours in a month. And, and and what was your interaction like? What is she like? So we talked about foreign policies. So I was specifically on foreign policy, um, specifically on Syria. Uh, and at that time, for example, we talked about different uh, ways to implement safe zones. Safe zones were a really important factor. Um, and she was curious about different avenues that we could do it without having boots on the ground. Um, she was an incredibly, is an incredibly intelligent woman. Um, and she listens to the things that you have to bring to her. So like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly like Trump. And, and what, what about like, de- and if you can't answer, you can't answer. Like, what about details like of knowing the various types of military machinery and hardware and, you know, the, like the, like the real like logistical she details. She makes herself very aware. Of She's the aware details. of that stuff. She makes herself very aware of the details, in fact. And I, I, I won't go into to the exact detail of, of what the plan was, but um, we talked about, again, the, the safe, this specific safe zone plan. And I can recall a month and change later, her approaching me and saying, hey, uh, can you give me more details about this, this, and this of that plan? And I, and I was shocked that she, remember, one, just remembered those details uh, and two wanted to pursue and find out more about what it was because honestly, it was the the plan was uh, um, it was a very uh, not radical, but it was a very different kind of plan. Now, when you, when she made these kind of things, was this? It was a military. Approach. Was this with Bill's permission or without? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. I'm just kidding. But was Bill ever around? Did he? Because he yes, he's he was on the campaign trail. Was yeah. he was he in the conversations with you with with you and Hillary? No. No. So why why do you think she lost? I mean, there's a lot of there's yeah. a there are a lot. But did of you reasons. see it coming? Russian Facebook ads. I, I did actually see it coming. Really? It was, it was never my my position, my place to say anything about about it. But yes, I did see it coming because I didn't I didn't believe any of the polls. I thought that all of the polls were wrong. And the reason I believe that the polls were wrong is because, and we still haven't had a real honest conversation in this country about this. Is uh, what what drives a person? What what made the voters of President Trump want to vote for President Trump? Yeah, right. So what makes what makes those people feel like they were disenfranchised? You know, we're, we're ta- you're talking specifically about um, a very large portion of the country, white males. Yeah, right. And there's a lot of people who felt like they were, um, you know, being marginalized. And we still haven't had the conversation about why they're feeling that way. And, and by the way, they they have been disenfranchised. I mean, their their life expectancy is going down. Paul Krugman, of all people, just finally wrote a column saying that he got it wrong that the trade deals had uh, uh, re, uh, impacted negatively on American workers, and you know they they and then of all the things she did a lot of things wrong, but calling them deplorables. Mm-hmm. 
really was a big one, I think. I mean, that really just... It was what everybody suspected she felt about mm-hmm. them. You just you just don't talk that way. It stuck the way that Trump's nickname stuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was, yeah. I mean, she, it, she, she lost by a sliver, 70,000 mm-hmm. votes in three states or something, right? So... It's a lot of deployments. Isn't it great to be from the Middle East wouldn't have to worry about voting and election? <laughs> yeah. Uh, All this bullshit. 100%. Uh, 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 Mubarak, uh, not Mubarak, uh, uh, Abbas is on his, uh, the 13th year of his four-year term. Yeah, people love him. 99.9. <laughs> I, I'm so, dying to meet that 1%. Who is he? So when, so when Assad became... Yeah. <laughs> Who was he? <laughs> so That's when, even more true. So when Assad became president in Syria, you know, it was when his father, when his father died. Uh, they changed the laws so that he could become the president. They, he one he wasn't of age yet, and he hadn't had the experience. And the, you know there there had to be elections and all sorts of things. None of this happened. They changed the laws so that he could become the president. That's the that's that's the Middle East. That's Syria for you. Well, that's, that happens in the American system too. No, like, it doesn't. Well, Rand Paul was not allowed by state law to run for president and re-election at the same time. And Mitch McConnell, to get him on board with his kind of legislative endeavors, engineered a change in the state law to allow Rand Paul to run for president. Right. So it's not Bashar al-Assad level. They didn't level. stall him as president, though. That's the difference. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and but- when they change the law, literally in the Middle East, they just... Changed right. The <laughs> they, they, they literally do. They just write. It was never a law. They don't have to go to you know, uh, un- unbelievable. So are we safe now that Baghdadi's gone? No, we're not safe now that Baghdadi's gone. No, no. So I, I won't. I won't diminish the the killing of Baghdadi. That was a huge uh, step, um, and it it really was a huge deal. Um, but Baghdadi's followers are waiting for the next step um and furthermore and i'll i'll say this again we are only addressing a symptom we're not address we're not addressing the disease the disease is assad the symptom was isis more terrorist organizations will flourish more uh, chaos will ensue under assad so who's the nominees now who's going to take baghdadi's uh uh, or is there anyone really in line? Yeah, there there are a handful that are in line. Uh, I mean, I don't, mm. you know. Someone wrote, I, I forget who it was, it might have been Brett Stevens after we pulled the Kurds out, um, that the safest bet for Syria is Assad now, because he's the only one really who would have a, be able to keep a lid on it. Um, he's our safest bet in the region. Oh. Sure, I saw I saw that piece as well, and that brought a lot of anger to me. Um, is it right? No, it's absolutely not right. Uh, no, it's not right. We do have partners on the ground. That's why we were able to capture. That's why we were able to kill Baghdadi. Right? We do have Syrians on the ground who still want to free Syria, who want that reform, who want a stable country, who want education for their children, who want everything that we are the basic things that we afford for our families, the basic things that we want for ourselves. Well, here's the thing. Like, with, 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 I know for a fact it with bin Laden and Baghdadi, they were not being captured without Muslim and Syrian or Afghani help. But we, know, we don't cover it enough. It's always top secret. We can't say, I know you can't say details, but we need to say some details because people know, need to know the truth that this operation wasn't been, you know, it wouldn't have been successful without Syrians in Syria, or without Muslims in Afghanistan to catch Bin Laden. But that never happens. I don't know why. Father, when you read a piece like Brett Stevens' piece that you disagree with, do you contact him? Do you email him? Uh, I did not. I'm serious, because you have the credentials. He, we, I know him a little bit, a little bit. He yeah. would be open to listening to someone who is expert Shh. enough to, to challenge him. Sure, I'd be happy to have a conversation with him. You should email him. Is he like Brett Stevens of the... New York Times, whatever it is, I'll, I'd I'd really be happy to have a, that conversation. I'm with pretty him sure he'd answer because I think I think also uh, even just putting out the narrative that Assad is the only option out there is a dangerous thing. To I didn't. I don't putting. think he said the only. I think he said the safest. 
True. Safest, only, best, who? whatever it is. Well, Assad now is that no option. Now that uh, the Kurds are aligned with Assad, even though you keep pointing out that you know they're not, uh, they're not monolithic. We're talking about the YPG. Yeah, right. Um, that Assad is the only one really with the power now to contain all of the fallout from the civil war. And, even though, no, and 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 to say uh, by the way that the YPG is aligned with Assad now is. Not to say that that wasn't something that was expected. Um, the PKK was formed under Hafez al-Assad, Assad's father. So, I mean, this wasn't, this wasn't uh, something that was a surprise to anybody. Everybody knew. And, and even before they had the alliance with the United States, they had an alliance with Assad. So, I mean, yeah, of course they're going to go back to Assad. We all knew that. So with, with Trump's speech uh, when he said he died like a dog... How many, how many of you guys want to bet that somebody told him something about a dog and he's like, I just don't know where it is in the story. There was a dog in the story. Well, he had a dog with him. Baghdad, yeah, I know. Baghdadi was chased down by, by a, I know. a dog. But Trump didn't get it off by the day. Like, die like a dog? There was a dog. But where is... Can you uh, believe this guy is president? I mean, <laughs> he is a fucking piece of work. Yeah. yeah, doesn't that happen to you sometimes? You'll be like thinking or watching the news and thinking like, what is going on? That was one of those moments that like you could watch like watch the course of history just shift. You know what I mean? Like there's an alternate universe where he was never elected president, but this is the one that we <laughs> live in. We're just like that moment. We're just like, oh shit. Okay, yeah. and, it's going to be like this. And yet I, I'm convinced that Okay, the Democratic candidate has to try to win. But the fact is, it's really all within Trump's control. If Trump could string together yeah. 13, what is this, we're in, we're in November, 12 months of just somewhat classy behavior. Why does he have to do anything classy? Was he classy during the last election? No, I'm, well, but I'm saying it was up in the air otherwise. He was but, grabbing him by the pussy. Right, but, but he won by a slur. I'm saying, I'm saying it, but if he just behaved just somewhat classy Dignified. for the next year. Somewhat. He'd be a shoe in Nobody could touch him. Yeah. Because the American, we talked about this earlier, the American people basically are much closer to his policies than they are to open borders and, and, and getting rid of private health care and whatever right. and, and <clears throat> pronouns and all the nonsense and wealth taxes. Yeah. And I mean, she's, and if you get she's rid out of her the, mind. If you get rid of the grabbing by the pussy, then people's argument against him kind of falls apart. Yeah. Right? I, so I he tweets you, too much, this and this. Let's say he just didn't do any of that. You know, people are like, the country's falling apart. I don't see it. No, it's not really falling apart. I don't see yeah. that it's falling I, apart. I tell you, a genius move that he can move. If he get another vice president that's more likable, you know, like what's her name? Um... From the UN, the one from the UN, Nikki, Nikki Haley. Haley. Yeah. Haley. Mm. Nikki Haley is amazing. He would, uh, he would definitely win. I mean, I, I, am sure that she will actually probably run herself uh, in the next, not obviously not twenty twenty, but in the next election. Yeah. She and Pence um, apparently are not speaking terms, by the way. Okay. Why? I hope that she's drama. Yeah, I mean, you met she, her before, right? She left on poor terms with the Trump administration, mm -hmm. um, but uh, she was fantastic at the United Nations. If he got to get a vice president like her, I think he would, it's a, it would be a wrap. And, and she was another one of those people that uh, when I sit down with her and I, I have a conversation, you feel like she's honestly listening to you. You feel like she actually The question cares. is, were you listening to her? Because that's the major problem. Nothing? Because so, <laughs> we don't to listen it, to women? Nothing. I hope that she wins because I have a picture of me and her I know, you like got, this. You got drunk Wait, you should, you she should, was shit-faced. You should tell the listeners what it was that you were like because you're miming that to us, but like they have no idea what it is you're but saying. They can see it. I, well, some oh, but, I, I have yeah. arm, you know, our shoulder, arms around each other's shoulders. Mm. We're hanging out in the fat black pussycat. Drinking. She was cool, right? She's awesome. She looks a little, little bit like my wife. Oh. All right. There he is. <laughs> the dream. And yet, no, she, she was awesome. I, I, I don't know. But now there, was the, there were those stories that during the transition period that she didn't know the basics about American history and stuff like that, which surprised me. But you never know if those things are true or not. Remember that? No. Maybe, I think it was in Michael Steele's book, maybe. Um, they, they disparaged her, her knowledge of some basics. But, you know. But Trump corrected her. <laughs> he told her what's going on. I mean, there are the rumors are rumors, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, a nice uh, woman of color on the Republican <laughs> ticket, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, there was talk for years that the first female president was going to be a Republican. Hmm. 
for for that reason. Who would that be? The first, yeah, the first black be? president, not the first female. Mm, no, like uh, I, I forget, I forget where it was, but I remember reading in college about how you know a woman will be able to elucidate a lot of the uh, Republican policies in a much more uh, palatable way. Well, hopefully. In, inshallah, uh, Ivanka Trump will be president <laughs> someday. <laughs> oh Ivanka Trump is very likable. She's kind of hot too. Did I say that She's right? Yeah, you banging. did. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was pretty is good. Trump good for Smoking Syria? Hot. Would you, as a Syrian, would you think Trump will be good for? Because I know it's good for Egypt. It's good for Saudi Arabia, Israel. I was he was more frightened <laughs> when he won than I was. Through, I guess, the course of this this uh, uh, period, yeah, um, you know, there were a couple times where, you know, for example, those two strikes that he made against Assad, um, that was something that President uh, Obama never did. That that was that was that was the the real problem was that President Obama was a lot of talk on on Syria, and you can't have real diplomacy without any action that backs it up. That's right. True. Very true. Well, there have to be carrots and sticks, but the problem is they have the opposite problem. Trump doesn't have any carrots. Yes, he does. Like all he has is you know military force. I mean and sanctions. that that letter no, no, they're, they're he not sent to the, to, to the not, Turkish president. This is they're gonna teach. Weird. They're gonna teach that letter I soon. I didn't even know what to. <laughs> it's so funny. And every blunder that Obama made in the world came from the fact that he was. Deathly afraid of having to use force, including the Iran deal. Kissinger had had written at the time that Iran knew. I told you this before, that Iran knew. Was it that he, Obama was more afraid of using force than Iran was of receiving it, and they knew that, and they, and they had their way with them. They, you know, and and they were, you know, they're they're smart Persian negotiators, right? Yeah, true, very <laughs> and, true. And and every time he <laughs> took force off the table or basically it was assumed that force was off the table he was begging a negotiating without force is begging mm-hmm. right what, do you, what i mean what's your leverage and, Israelis know and that. trump whatever you want to say about trump he even he even says it out loud sometimes without even meaning to like my leverage is blah 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 he mm-hmm. always thinks in terms of leverage which he's right to think in terms of leverage mm-hmm. i i will say that um you know on negotiations regarding uh some sort of peace deal in syria um we haven't had any sort of strong hand at all. I mean, we're the United States, for heaven's sakes. We we have so much leverage that we don't use uh, at all. And we go to these these negotiations with Russia, um, and you know, with with Assad right now, and uh, and they just stall, 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 and nothing ever comes out of it. Um, it's working for them. Yeah, of right. course, it's been working for them. We got to so, go. And so was, yeah. so was Baghdadi for them. Yeah, yeah. Trump well, going to get impeached? No, it's not going to happen. Impeached, yes. Removed from office, no. Oh, yeah, uh, that's what I meant, too. Yeah, it's going to be a long, useless impeachment thing. Everybody's going to get sick of it, and he's going to win again in 2020. Wow, you agree with that, right? I don't think he's going to get impeached. You don't even think he's going to get impeached? Yeah. Do All you right. think he's going to win 2020? I do. Whether what, he gets impeached what, or doesn't get impeached, it will help him. What about yeah. what about you? No, you're right. What do you think? I think they will impeach him, and I don't think he'll be removed. And I don't think he'll win in 2020. Who will beat him? Who? I I somehow think that whoever the Democratic candidate is, they'll beat him. But who knows? You know, I Bloom- think it, I Bloomberg think it matters who the Democratic candidate. Maybe is maybe Bloomberg. <laughs> no, Mark Halpern basically talked me out of that today. Yeah, I, we're not ready for a Jew. Another another thing that I think is important is that uh, whoever the Democratic candidate is is also going to have to run against. Um, so I, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that this is going to happen. That Tulsi Gabbard is going to run as a third party candidate. So um, Hillary said. I'm I'm sure she's going to run as a third party candidate, and you know that will that will help tank uh, whoever the Democratic candidate is. Why would she do that if she knows the outcome? Because she's nuts. <clears throat> and people have huge egos. She's kind of hot. She is. She's Tulsi Gabbard? Mm-hmm. She is the worst. I mean, in a crazy <laughs> way. Yeah. Why is she the worst? She loves Assad. She loves Assad? Yeah. Oh, I've been sleeping on this. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Why does she, she love Assad? 
What's her problem? That's I mean, she's in the military. She doesn't know he didn't finish school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, thank you so much. Do you want to share your information? <laughs> no, go ahead. We're going to end it in a nice joke. Yeah. Uh, do you want to uh, share your information? Uh, Twitter or if people want to find you? Uh, Syrian American Council. Okay. Um, I am terrible on uh, social media, so I don't, I don't have a uh, Twitter myself. But uh, check out the Syrian American Council um, and uh, help support us. Yeah. There you go. And congratulations, Karen. Uh, Karen Kardashian on Twitter, K-E-R-E-N. And Karen Kardashian? Mar- yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> you heard it. And Karen Margolis on Insta, K-E-R-E-N, M-A-R-G-O-L-A-S. And uh, I post spots and everything on there. There you go. It's Steven. Steven Calabria, S-T-E-P-H-E-N on Instagram. And we have everything in live from America.com. What uh, happened to China Bria? Yeah, yeah, what happened to China I changed Bria? it. It was it was years ago I lived in China. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not China Bria anymore. Yeah, but that was years ago, a couple of months ago. What do you mean? Like you just change it. I didn't yeah. even know you could change your handle. Yeah, you can. Oh, you can. Oh, you need, Steven you than just school. China, you guys. Yeah, exactly. We, we changed the comedy seller. I know you seller. see me and you look. You oh, see you a did? Chinese guy, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> what know. is the comedy seller? It used to be Comedy Seller NYC. We changed it to Comedy Seller USA when we opened US. in Vegas. Yeah, Comedy Seller USA. Which um, I, like, I like that way better. Comedy and soon we'll be yeah, Comedy Seller... Planet Earth. You need one in Dubai. Dubai, London, uh, France, uh, Japan, Australia, Arabs Israel. Need to laugh. Australia, but more yeah. in yeah. the Middle East. Yeah, that's all I need is to send these these comedians over to Dubai and trust them to not get me killed. Well, they're not gonna get. <laughs> worst thing, they're not gonna come back. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, they're, they're, not, to Dubai. they're not going yeah, into yeah, Saudi yeah. Arabia. They would love him, so they're coming back. He'd Actually, there, there is a big comedy club in Saudi Arabia now in Jeddah. Yeah, it's very, very, pretty good. But not in the Saudi embassy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right, good night. All right, good night. Thank you. Thank you. Fun show, guys. Yeah, went off on a nice beheading. That joke. was a fun. <laughs> very informative. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So did they say not to say anything?